You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Profiles in CRM, episode 24. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM asks CRM professionals eight simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. Okay, today on Profiles, I'm actually interviewing myself. No, I'm not interviewing myself. I'm answering the questions that I have set out for everybody. I've wanted to do this for a while, and uh, now seems like as good a time as any. So let's get started. Question one, what is your name and who do you work for? Well, obviously my name is Chris Webster, and I work for DigTech LLC. Although, can you actually work for the company that you own and started? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. It's very strange. How long have you been working in CRM? I've been working in CRM for about 10 years now. I took a year off for my master's degree at the University of Georgia, but aside from that, uh, it's been about 10 years. What is the position you usually have in CRM, and what is the highest position you've attained? So the position I usually have now is president of the company, which means principal investigator, uh, project manager, crew chief in some cases. Um, It means what it means. In the past, uh, I was usually a crew chief for the last few years before I started my own company. Um, I was actually a project manager uh, for one company before I started my company. It seems like early on, uh, I spent a little time as a field tech, but then I quickly moved up into crew chief for one reason or another. So I think most of my time as a CRM archaeologist in the last 10 years has been spent at crew chief or higher. Where have you worked? I started in North Dakota and then Florida, Vermont, the Carolinas, uh, Virginia, Georgia, Ohio, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, Ohio, yeah, then we went to uh, New Mexico, Utah, worked in California, um, Nevada, obviously, and uh, Washington State. That might be it. I don't know, I counted up one time, and it was like 17 states. What is the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist? That's tough to say. Um, I mean, I did meet my wife on my second project. Uh, she didn't, um, we didn't get together on that project but we stayed in contact and uh and began dating later actually in the last half of that year and uh the rest is i guess history and it actually made crm a lot easier traveling around with somebody um you go back to the hotel room it's not this dark uh sterile place there's actually somebody else there then on the other hand sometimes you wear thin on each other's nerves we seem to do all right most of the time but uh you know just like any relationship, there's going to be tension. And when you're sharing a tiny little space with all your stuff, then tension is inevitable. But I think the good outweighed the bad on that. So that's probably that. And then I'd have to go, I'd have to go further than that and say just my entire career and where it's led me to now, just being an archaeologist has uh, opened up a lot of possibilities for me and, and given me things that, um, that I never would have had a chance to do otherwise, I don't think. So what is the biggest thing you would change that would make being a CRM archaeologist better? Well, like a few other people have said on this show, uh, I would say one of the biggest things I would change is um, is stability. But that's only that's only a minor part of a very big picture. Um, I think what I would really change is the way that field technicians are perceived and treated in this field. They uh, field technicians are tended to be seen as as tools as uh, 
as a necessary means to finish the project, which they are, um, but so is everybody else. I mean, uh, that goes without saying. But the thing is, I was just talking to this today with somebody. A lot of companies will will just push, 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 and and they'll get the project done, get the project done. You know, they'll they'll if there's if they covered as much ground as they thought they would in one day, but there's time left, they'll just keep on pushing, keep on pushing, and they'll work their people into the ground. And I'm not sure what the reason for that is. Um, I, my hypothesis is that you get these project managers and or crew chiefs that they're doing this project and then they're either you know pushing through it so they can get onto another project for their company or possibly so they can get into the office and spend three or four months writing up the report. Um, what they don't often realize, or, or maybe this is just how they work, but what they don't often realize is that the field techs, this is their nine to five. This is what they do. When they finish this project, they don't get to go sit in an office for three months. They get to go to another project and do the same thing and get run ragged by another crew chief. So it's that basic treatment of the largest segment of the archaeological uh, profession that just needs to change. I feel like when all of that changes, when field techs are treated better, then then everything else will just fall into place um, because it's all tied to that. What is your career goal in CRM? Well, some people think that since I'm the uh, quote-unquote president of the company, it uh, still sounds weird to say that, but that that's like my ultimate career goal. But no, my career goal is to is to make CRM a better place. I, I don't care what title I have or where I end up or, or what company I end up with. I mean, I don't need to own my own company, but as long as I don't have another option out there for doing what I want to do, then I'm going to do it myself. If another company came along and said, hey we like what you're doing and we're doing the same thing, except we've got this whole infrastructure in place, then I would gladly join them and, and, and move on and, and make help try to try to make things better. But um, in the meantime, you know, my, my quote unquote career goal is really just to stay in this field of archeology span and, and keep improving, uh, keep doing archeology span and, uh, and keep trying to make it uh, a, not only a more efficient, but a, but a, a profession that people can look back on and say, you know, I really had a good time doing that, and I learned something, and I feel like I contributed to society. Lofty goals, indeed. If you could give an undergrad thinking about CRM as a career one piece of advice, what would it be? Well, I will echo, again, some of the other people we've had on the show and say, learn as much as you can. Actually, no, if I could give them one piece of advice, it would be get a geology minor, okay? I've said that time and time again. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can say, improve your CV and do all this stuff, but get a geology minor, you don't know how many times you're out in the field and you have to know stuff about rocks, okay? Landform processes. Um, just all kinds of things that you end up learning on the job that would be so much clearer if you had a solid geology background. Uh, and you don't need to, like I said, just get the minor. Uh, you, through the introductory classes, you'll be light years ahead of probably people that have been in this field for several years. Just understanding a little bit about that and a little bit how it works, um, like I said, will just make you... Uh, make you go further or at least start further ahead and, and then it's up to you from that point. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the Archaeology Podcast Network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles. At that page, you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show. Interviews take less than 30 minutes and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the field. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.
www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.